This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is... You in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get reward points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is sponsored by Magic Rock Brewing. Currently, you can get free delivery on all orders over £40 and 10% of all online orders by using our code takes that chance 10. Jackson's there, Billy Dead. The goal, Chris Billy Huddersfield Town. The most famous goal of Chris Billy's life. Is this the moment for Lee Fowler? It is. Take your place in Division 2, Huddersfield Town. Champion Steve Simonson's boots now. He's missed. Steve Simonson clears the frame of the goal and collapses in a heap of tears. Huddersfield Town are promoted. Christopher Schindler has a chance to write his name in Huddersfield Town legend. Right then, I'm dreaming of some cream chinos, just like the ones Carlos likes to wear. Good tidings to all, and welcome to the Andy Takes That Chance podcast, episode 88. Just the one game this week, Watford came to town offering season's greetings and gifts, and town merrily took them. We'll discuss the Watford game a little bit on the January transfer window, and we'll take some tweets from you guys over the next hour or so. So hello to everybody watching on YouTube. Thanks for joining us for another live episode. Uh, joining me uh, in the uh, in the little Zoom squares here is uh, we've got the Bing to the podcast Crosby. It's Richard Christmala, uh, the Buble to the Michael. It's Dan Pozaporit, and the Carey to the Mariah in Simon Copeland. How are we doing? Very good, thanks, Matt. Yourself? Not bad, not bad. So Huddersfield Town two, Watford nil. So that's four wins on the bounce at home. Uh, four clean sheets in the last five. Although we'll ignore the walloping at Bournemouth. And uh, a bit of a fortress has been built there, Pozza. Yeah, another good um, home victory. Um, I think it were third game in a row, 2-0 up at half-time as well, um, which is nice because uh, I do remember under Carlos we were sort of really slow to start, but under Carlos we seemed to come out with a bit more uh, adventure. And um, yeah, 2-0 up. 
half time and then it's just a case of, of seeing it out. Um, I think Carlos's game management skills are improving as we go. Um, he's learning to sort of relax the attacking style of play, shall, shall we say, albeit not being ultra defensive. I think it's a case of he's now picking his uh, moments to attack and moments to sort of relax a little bit. That 15-minute period just after half time um, always seems to be one where town concede. Um, last few home games certainly, obviously that's not happened. So uh, you know things are things are looking up. Yeah, I think it was a decent all round all round performance um, from everybody against Watford. To be fair, uh, two lucky goals, Simon. Uh, nice to score one, isn't it? That we've been conceding, but Ben Foster's not going to be too uh, too fond of uh, looking back on this one. Yeah, it's not one he'll want to see again. That's for sure. Um, but as you say, kind of uh, nice for uh, for those sorts of goals to be uh, be at that end rather than kind of in our own goal, which is. Not necessarily always been the case. I was surprised, Matt. I, I kind of uh, maybe kind of naively or kind of um, regrettably didn't see us winning that game. Um, I think we had kind of a bit of a, a WhatsApp chat beforehand, and I predicted a comfortable win for Watford. Um, I'm pleased to say how wrong I was. I thought we played played really well, actually. Um, Watford probably were, were a little bit below my expectations. It's fair to say. Um, particularly when you look at kind of the amount of talent and, and money that's that's on their team lineup, but um, but nevertheless another great win and um, kind of Carlos and, and the team kind of never never failed to disappoint, do they? But uh, just to come back to your opening question, Mike. It certainly helps when uh, we get kind of a, an early goal in the way we did, and then one of their defenders obviously shanks one into the, the net as well. Hmm. I was saying to a couple of others that that was like one of the video when you. Uh, Cause he'll remember these. He's a bit older than you two, and he's a bit more my age. But you'll remember those Nick Hancock and Danny Baker videos, won't you, from the 1990s where I used to get some crap on goals, and it was one of those like lazy, tired swings from Etienne Capou, and it just it just reminded me of sort of lazy, <laughs> cloggy defenders from the 1990s who couldn't put you know couldn't string. I, I bought together. a few of them, mate. I used, I'm a big Danny Baker fan. I've just actually bought his book, but that's another story. What a great surprise! Uh, I thought Santa were coming Friday, not uh, last Saturday. Brilliant. Uh, the, only, the only kind of caveat I thought last week, people were saying Watford this and that. Watford's away from is crap. Uh, so I, I, they went to Barnsley and didn't turn up as well there. So part of me wondered if they could be as bad again, and they were. One thing I'll give you positive that would I, as a convincer, have chased that two seasons ago, one season ago? Would he chase down? Would he? New man. New man. He's up for he's it, mate. And yeah, Foster. Well, he's a good guy actually, and he does a lot of stuff. You know, really good guy for Jerry, but obviously business is business. And uh, yeah, even Fraser Campbell company start. And uh, then Kapui, who uh, <laughs> touted to be off for 30 million in the summer. Good job he stayed because beautiful finish. Enjoyed that. And they were amazing, really. They just like didn't turn up. And I think like everyone will discuss it later on, but I was buzzing when I saw Choi Dini's name uh, under that 11 and further down that list. And obviously as it's panned out, there must have been more to it than meets the eye. They didn't show anything. We had a bit of luck again at the other end. Andre Gray, who normally destroys us. Uh, how did he miss that? Incredible, really, wasn't it? Uh, just couldn't sort his feet out, could he, at the end? To be honest, we saw the game out pretty well. And if anyone were going to get a third, it were going to be us. Uh, so, yeah, it's right up there, isn't it? Swansea, Watford, I think them will be in the top six. We beat them. And again, after kind of the despair of the Bournemouth, I suppose as week sums up the season, really, don't we? Bournemouth lost, draw Coventry and a win against Watford. And, and again, you, you tease that you by the, the distance between us and the playoff spots. And 
you know, what if we have a good Christmas, etc. But yeah, really, really pleasing on uh, Saturday, and uh, we bet a good side. All right, we caught them on a good day, but and we got a couple of gifts, but we saw it through. Still a long way to go. There's 78 minutes to see it through, mm. and we did. And that's what we bring back to game management pause as well, because this is something that um, we've been mentioning the last few weeks, and and it's an evolution as well, isn't it, of of Carlos Corbran's style and Carlos Corbran's team. So. What we saw probably initially was it was very basketball-like, wasn't it? It was like you attack, we attack, you attack, we attack. And there was no sort of thought for killing a game off, uh, which, you know, we go back to our last successful championship team in 16-17 and game management was our MO, really. It was, you know, we would take the game away from people if we got 1-0 up and they would find it hard to get the ball off us. And we're now seeing bits of that. And I'd like to, I'd like your uh, input as well as a, an ex-centre-back, an ex-strapping centre-back on the performances of Romani Edmonds Green and Naby Sarr because uh, you know when Naby Sarr plays well I've started to label him Naby Moore because you know he is <laughs> he does look excellent and then a bit of a disaster and Brady's not having that one when he's when he's not so good but we saw a good performance again from Naby and him and Romani Edmonds Green really for me build that platform and you have to give a special mention as well to Ryan Schofield Simon after afterwards as well because five saves two of them outstanding uh, a really great performance um, tell us then pause about the two defenders and, and why they were so good on Saturday, if they were, in your opinion, of course. Yeah, I thought they both, they both played really well. He's Naby Sars a, an interesting character, isn't he? We've discussed him, you know, on, on various like occasions uh, like on, this, on this podcast. <laughs> and I must admit, I, I like him too. He's one of those that will give you an heart attack, you know, <laughs> and then 10 minutes later, he'll, as he said, turn into a, a Beckenbauer or a, a Bobby Moore type player. He's, you never really know what Naby Sars is going to turn up. Um, luckily for us on Saturday, the you know the better of the two Navisars did turn up, and uh, he had a, he had a really good game. And like you say, he seems to be forming um, a partnership with you know Romare Edmonds Green, which is which is nice to see because um, we've he came in early doors, did did Edmonds Green, and you know we've sort of sung his praises on here, and Steeman came back in and you know sort of took his place, and for me. Um, were no better than, than Edmonds Green um, and you could say that the injury, injury to Stearman is, is slightly you know blessed in disguise maybe because it's kind of forced uh, Carlos's hand to play uh, Edmonds Green and, and actually have a run of games rather than coming in for a game here and there and I think that's that's really important um, as a centre-half you need to know how the person next to you is going to play and obviously you've touched on Ryan Schofield there as well it's almost like that triangle can be sort of one of the most uh, important places on the pitch. Um, if your keeper and your two centre halves are in sync, um, you, your whole team just looks more defensively solid. You can you can get away with your, your full backs going a bit crazy and you know being out of position because it's obviously on the wide areas. But certainly straight down the centre of the pitch, uh, and Johnny Og just in front as well. Um, that sort of four there, look, it does look like a really solid diamond. And uh, that's off to Schofield. He's come in. There were rumours at the start of the season that he were going to be the number one. Obviously, got the injury, which is why we got the uh, Papadom hands in from uh, from wherever he came from. Hearts, I think it was. Um, and um, not a fan then. I'm not a fan of him. No. I'd rather <laughs> see Schofield. I think it's always a, a tricky one with a young keeper because historically, I don't know. Keepers seem to be, you know, your experience. You need a lot of experience, but you know, Schofield's he must have, he'll have played games and games and games. You know, youth team and stuff like that. And, Albeit, yeah, you know, it's a bit of a lower level, but you know, he's still standing between white sticks, that and keeping ball out. So he's, he's probably played, you know, enough games to to be able to do it, and he's proved that he's been able to, as you say, a couple of really good saves. Seems to um, 
you know, command his area pretty well and stuff like that. So long may it continue. Tell you what, Matt, what about Johnny Hogg? Absolute mm. sensational performance Saturday. He was uh, up there probably with Campbell for that uh, man of the match. Uh, brilliant, absolutely brilliant. He's still, I think we discussed him last week, didn't we? And I, he's still so key for us. I mean, he had, to, Tom cleverly didn't get a sniff, man. He was absolutely smashing guys left, right and centre and bossing the game. He Boss looked hog. He was class, I know, obviously, against his old team, probably maybe a bit more fired up than normal. Not that he needs to be in that as well. So impressed with his performance. And uh, Jonathan not playing like that, just kind of rolling back the years, really, as well. I mean, Watford had like 68% of the boss. Yeah, I've done my own work for the, this pod. But we did, I don't know about you, but I never felt threatened, really. I, I just thought it was so comfortable. And uh, it was, like you said, Matt, it's a sign of a maybe maturing team that way. The game management, we've seen the game out as well. It, it was really good, but... Oh, Jonathan, absolutely yeah. fantastic. Yeah, it was. To be honest, at first half, I think the possession-wise was it was like fifty-one forty-nine. It was in, at the end of the first half. It was very tight, and we were saying in the preview show that probably the best way to get at Watford and beat them is to take the ball away from them because they're quite slow in possession and they just quite like to recycle and keep the ball. And Jonathan Hogg was outstanding uh, in midfield, you know, in, in terms of breaking up play and then giving it simple, and then Huddersfield would would take the ball and, and attack down one of the flanks. It was it was a really great performance from Jonathan Hogg, and he was definitely in the top three uh, performers there with um, uh, with uh, Fraser Campbell and, and Ryan Schofield, for sure. Uh, what was really good as well, I thought, in midfield was Bakuna and Lewis O'Brien started off by having a bit uh, poor games, really. So the first 20 minutes, they weren't quite in it. Uh, Carlos then swapped the two. He, he put Luis O'Brien onto the left and Bakuna in the middle, and it seemed to transform both of them, which was fantastic. And they both, after after this 20 minutes, both had great games. And I think in the second half, the possessions and the shots have skewed slightly because we've kind of sat off and, and managed the game better than we have been doing. And uh, I think we've got a lot of debt uh, to pay, Simon, really, to that save, especially in the second half from Ryan Schofield. How good was that reaction save? Yeah, kind of um, really, really good. Um, we've seen a scene, I think it was Middlesbrough last season where he came in for one game and he vaguely remember him making uh, a very, very good kind of reaction save then as well. And that clearly seems to be one of his strengths as a goalkeeper. I think there's been a few question marks around his distribution. Um, but for me, that looks to have certainly kind of stepped up this season and improved. And all eyes really on, on the Barnes again, assuming Haber's fit, um, see who kind of Corbin goes between the sticks. I would be very much in favour of Schofield kind of retaining the shirt. I think, um, look, if you roll the clock back three months, kind of question whether or not you'd see the township all this season. I kind of thought he would be found out on loan again, perhaps in Scotland like he was last year. But right now, I think if he does miss out on that number one shirt, um, he's very, very lucky. And I think with an eye to the future, um, he's the one we should back. There'll be a few mistakes in there. I think that's inevitable as a goalkeeper, but for him, we would make mistakes as well. And, for the long term of the club if we want to keep Schofield and, and kind of manage his um, or meet his expectations around game time then I think we kind of need to uh, need to give him the jersey now and trust him and see what he can do mm. It's a good thing that side because uh, I mean uh, different before because he had COVID-19 today and I just felt that you know to he deserved to kind of come back in and I thought you know it would have, it would have better keeper and that so I did Again, kind of hold my breath a little bit because he went down again, didn't he? 88, 89 minutes and I'm thinking, oh no, not another kind of injury or cramp. I don't know what it was, to be honest with you. But I agree. I would uh, stick faith. Uh, it just, I think his confidence will come on leaps and bounds against, uh, you know, not on the day they weren't, but a, a strong Watford side, uh, 
and yeah, he should be the man for me that leads us into the uh, to the game of Oakwell on uh, on Boxing Day. And that's harsh on him in the sense that he's done nothing wrong. Um, and I think I, for one, kind of didn't want to see him in a Huddersfield Town goal at the start of this season. I was surprised when he was given the number one shirt. Um, but he has, again, similar to Scott, kind of surpassed my expectations um, kind of done really well, not let anyone down and um, being a kind of a, a credit really to himself and to the club. But football's about making some tough decisions. Um, uh, this is kind of a, a nice decision if you like to have to make. You've got two kind of arguably similar goalkeepers of a similar ability of competing for that number one shirt. But I just think with an eye on the future, Schofield has got far much more potential and he's going to be itching to play games. And if we can't deliver that for him, then then I'm getting nervous he'll start to look elsewhere and, uh, and kind of force a move perhaps. Yeah, so one tweet that came in. So we've asked for some people's questions from Twitter just to... Uh... Uh, fatten out the agenda a little bit if you like it's Christmas we're all getting fat so uh, pause you okay there you having a few problems with the screen you're knocking oh, it what's over what's doing <laughs> ransacking the place there I've got go. a little case and it just slipped off <laughs> um, so Cosy and, uh, and Simon have both said that Schofield from now on I, I agree with Cosy fully Ben Hamer I thought had been great and I think he deserved everything coming his way but when you look at it in in a harsher light, you know Ben Hamer's out of contract at the end of the season. Do we are, are we going to keep him? Yes, no, who knows? Uh, Ryan Schofield, the future of the goalkeeping position potentially, and and when you're in the position that we are, you know, sort of mid table, now seems to be a good time to throw throw the kids in, you know, especially when uh, you're so many away from the top and so many away from the bottom. It's probably a good time for Romani Edmonds Green and and Schofield to play, but you know. Later on in the season, there may be a call for Ben Hamer and there may be situations which benefit, you know, bringing Ben Hamer back in. So it's a really interesting one. So we've got three for Schofield at the minute, including me. Pause, are you are you clean sweep or do you think Hamer needs to come back in? No, I think I think you're bang on. I think the situation that we're currently finding ourselves in, I don't, from what I've seen so far, I, I, I don't think, it's easy to say, I don't think there's any danger of us going down because it's one of those really funny seasons. But I think we've got enough to stay up and, you know, as we've mentioned previously, if it is going to be one of those transitional seasons and we do look like we are going to finish up in mid-table, then, you know, why not? Let's let's use it as a a pre-season for next season, if you will, although, you know, really extended. Um, because if we are going to be relying on youth team players to come through and, you know, build into this philosophy that they, they wanted to set up when they appointed Carlos, then there's probably no better time to... to to get them in than now because it's such a crazy league at the moment, you know, there's no no one running away with it. And it doesn't look like we're too excited about investing in January to um you know to, to really push for for that playoff place, which I do think we're capable of, but there'll also be another 10 teams out there saying exactly the same thing. So it's just if one of those teams decides to or two or you know maybe three of them decide to throw a little bit of money of it at January, you know, you know they're the ones that will probably sort of lead the pack on that chase. But as far as town are concerned, if we are happy to just sort of tread water in mid-table, then yeah, use this as a pre-season for next season and get some of these kids' first-team football experience and, uh, you know, see see what they can do, you know, in, in time for next season. And I don't see a point in, in playing Hamer if he's out of contracts and we're not going to give him another one. It's just counterproductive. Yeah, we don't, we don't get, know either way, do we, what's going in, on there? You know, if if you're asking me today, would I keep him? I probably would. Um, what is there anyone out there that will get better for free? And you know, 
if not, then yeah, keep him as a backup. He's, he's, he's done all right. He, historically, he's been terrible, but you know, like a few players this season, he's pulled his socks up and, and started doing all right. So it's exciting you know, yeah. for me, though. I, let's let's get this glass half full. That you know, we're edging towards a player for Brian, not played anywhere near his potential this season. Bakuna can give a lot more. Ward, who he hasn't even played. Three new signings in inverted cons come in. Grant will come on to later. Who knows? He could be thrown in February, March. You know what? You look at Watford there. I mean, yeah, we caught him on a bad day, but and I'm not saying we're going to get across the top six, but we can have some fun. We can have some big fun. Christmas is coming up. Three games. Things could look a, a lot different. I think that's the trouble when you're mid-table, isn't it? You win one and... Hang on, Cozzy. Hang on, Cozzy. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. <laughs> you put on this agenda, playoff push, question mark. So, you know, I think I think you were getting carried away maybe when you when you brought this down. Are you? Do you reckon we can push for it? <sighs> If I'm being brutally honest, I don't think we will get in the playoffs, but I like to dream. I like to have ambition. And <laughs> the best thing is now, similar to having a discussion with a kind of Leeds fan another, the other day, he loves the fact in the Premier League that they're going up and he thinks they can win every game, which everyone will be laughing because obviously what happened Sunday. He goes into every game, thinks they can win. I think we can win every game now. But I never felt that, under certainly under Wagner after that Tottenham First home game. Anything since then, I've always felt, oh, we're not going to do it here, we're not going to do that. For the first time in a long time, I'm going into games thinking we can win these games. Says this is a man who predicted to lose to Watford. But we can. <laughs> and I know you could say, well, it's the division. But Noah's team is good. And we can, yeah, it, it really could go any, any way. But there's a lot of ifs and boats and, and people needs to come into form. But I still don't think we've seen the best of other town this season. And, and teams won't want to play us in, you know, that are going for like honours and stuff, and Watford. It's quite incredible that, like you said, the, the job that Carlos is doing with you know the squad that he's got. Because I remember pre-season, pretty much every single one of us was you know tipping relegation, and to have us even up in mid-table, let alone looking up, you know, not so many points off at top six at Christmas is is an absolutely phenomenal achievement with you know with the players that he's got, and as you say, because there's players there as well that are playing. They're still not playing to their full potential. I think the trouble so is, it's, it's, it's an interesting one. I think the hardest thing is, is just that that barometer I wanted to see against Bournemouth. Obviously, that was skewed with the six changes. That's the thing. I think when I look at everything else, we went to Swansea, and yeah, again, we got you know maybe a bit of luck on the day as well. But if you look at who we played, like kind of high up, no, we, no wall as well. No yeah. wall was good. When you think of the Norwich game now, and they're absolutely flying with even with the injuries, they look like they're going to be winning by 15 points to me. But we we were, if it weren't for Stephen, we'd have got some out of that. So we've been competing pretty much all the games with a Fedbear squad, with guys who can give us a bit more. We hopefully a bit a kind of recruitment to come in. Let's have a let's flirt, man. Let's get on that nightclub dance floor. Let's have a little dance <laughs> with these glamours. Let's flirt. Who knows? We might get. We might get lucky, but yeah, I, I'm very optimistic because Saturday were a real watershed to me because like you guys, I didn't expect anything and we, we beat a good side pretty comfortably there. So why not? She gives us loads of confidence. Schofield as well, another guy who's brilliant, shot stopping. He'll be buzzing for Saturday. I'm thinking Barnsley, that'd be cracking game, mate, because Barnsley are flying as well. They're optimistic. I've been texting my Barnsley mate today. Says, says who'd have thought that would be a mid-table battle in, in September? We wouldn't. Did, um, did you often oh, get looked on the dance floor, Cosy, by going like this? <laughs> I, forgot, I forgot what one is, but not because of the age, because it's bloody minus. <laughs> so I'm, I'm kind of, I know it's every week, um, 
but how good would it have been to have been at Barnsley on Boxing Day, kind of yeah. on the beers, behind that goal, kind of had well, some good days. We'd have had 5,000 there, wouldn't we? Exactly. Yeah. Playing the football we're playing, I mean, kind of the, trip, the last trip to Barnsley wasn't wasn't great. I remember it was kind of Grant got hooked at half-time, Jaden Brown had a stinker that day, but um, had some great days out at Barnsley. And I think Boxing Day, to your point, Posse, was playing well then, playing well would have been a, been a great day out. It's just a shame it's not going to be. Sorry, I brought things right back down there and I really didn't mean to. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, because we're going up. Well, we're going up the league, mate, that, that's for sure. But you wouldn't want to play us, would you? You wouldn't at the moment. The danger side. We danger are, side. We not, are. not the bad danger that we often do on this podcast, but a, <laughs> a good danger. Um, a couple of things are that we, I think, to just to wrap up Watford as well. I think there's a couple of players that probably just need a good a good wrap from us as well. I thought Carol Iting in midfield, maybe he wasn't... Um, noticeable a lot of the time but he, he was carrying an injury from early on and he soldiered through to towards the end as well I thought Carol Lighting did a, a really solid job and I think physically he's coming up to the demands of the championship now and really sort of stepping into that midfield role I think Carol Lighting's a, a player that I keep saying that we really should move on as soon as possible if if, if we can because I think uh, there'll be a lot more interested uh, parties in him before the end of the season if he keeps going at this rate uh, and Fraser Campbell as well. Fraser Campbell, uh, I think, he hurt his knee, shin in you know, around one, you know, the ankle, knee, shin area, and he was limping through a good eighteen minutes of that game. And I thought the the amount of work he got through, considering his injury, okay, Cosy would have probably scored the goal, but you know, you've got to be there to put it in the net. And I, th- I thought he was outstanding on the day. Um, and I don't always give Fraser Campbell all the credit in the world, but I will do on the, on this occasion because I thought he was he really stepped up to it. And on the preview show. One of the things we said was without Danny Ward, without Kieran, with Kieran Phillips's injured Ward, and we had sort of 1.5 strikers, and Kean Harrit was playing for the youth side as well. So it was all on Fraser Campbell, and we needed him to step up, and I thought he did. Uh, and fair play to Fraser, um, and hopefully we'll see more of that going forward. Um, right, so I think that's Watford, isn't it, guys? So uh, just look, glancing over to to YouTube, uh, I threw it out there: Schofield or Hamer. And Pete Collins says Schofield. Pete Swallow also says keep. Uh, faith with Schofield and Pete also says Cosy what game are you watching on TV because everyone can see you glancing off to the side I reckon I'll, it's, I'll Bra- I reckon it's Bradford City I'll bet come I did a play at Real Sociedad and it's there <laughs> going to be there yeah mate Luis Suarez 35 going on 25 mate what player are you sure it's not Grimsby and Bradford I've turned that off mate because Bradford were winning <laughs> <laughs> they were winning mate no I don't like it when they win <laughs> not often you can say that is it uh, no no uh, Pete Collins says we've got Watford away soon. Can we go there and try and win? Well, I think the good thing, Cosy, with this side is we'll go there and we'll try and win. I think that's uh, one of the one of the great things about a Carlos Carbran side. Andy Dwarski says, smile or celebrate if we score or <laughs> win and stuff." He's he's unbelievable, isn't he? He's demanding, he's like, he's isn't like he? A school teacher where nothing's ever good enough. <laughs> he never <laughs> smiles. I this. like that. Yeah. Wow. Never see him on the dance floor giving it this. Is that what? <laughs> I don't know, I just, I just can't believe it. Even after the game, he just storms out to the He's like, he's nothing like, he's not even a, an elbow bump or nothing. He's just like, what is going on? Man? There's Rotherham in the Rotherham away. He went a bit crazy, didn't he? Oh, did he? I didn't see that. Yeah. I see, it'd be quite interesting to see how he interacts with the fans once people are back in the stadium because Wagner obviously loved it, kind of geeing up the fans kind of towards the end of close games. He came over to the South Stand and celebrated. Cowley and Venice did similar, kind of that. Um, over-exaggerated clap that he kind of above his head when he walked out. Um, to see to what extent kind of Corbett interacts with the fans. I'm not. I'm not sure if he will. I imagine what chance have you got lined up? Have there been any uh, 
you know, for his Premier League return next year, what have you been discussing <laughs> to uh, Carl Shed boys? Um, trying to get uh, some Gino related. Uh, Gino you've seen related my chant, Paul. You've seen my uh, chant, mate. If anybody wants to submit any, apart from Matt, because his <laughs> has been terrible so far, then you know, feel free. But I think I think he's, I think he's uh, he's new to first team football, isn't he? So he's probably not used to being, you know, in the spotlight as such. Um, you know, a B team game, you probably just do sort of walk down to the left at match and stuff like that. And we know fans there. He's probably you know not very dissimilar to how he's you know used to acting there. So I think you're right. So I think it will be interesting to see how he is. You know, once fans, if we ever bloody get back in there. Yeah, I so like just, just to finish the uh, the YouTube comments, Andy Dwarf says, big danger of not trying to go for it is losing tough Pippa O'Brien as they can, without doubt, apply their trades uh, for top championship teams. And I think that's a, a fair point. We've got to balance that and balance the ambitions of uh, the players that we've got in the squad as well and aim higher. So Cozzy's onto, onto something, surely, for, for those guys. Uh, and Pete Swallow says, this season, each game is uh, expect the unexpected. We never know which players are going to turn up. And uh, yes, it's a bit of a Nabisar season, isn't it? So it's it's quite enjoyable, isn't it? So uh, let's move on to the transfer window. So January is looming. No, um, just stop, Matt, just roll it back. I want to talk oh, about... Oh, yeah, sorry. You want to talk about Troy Deeney, didn't you? Yeah, go yeah, on. Who, uh, I don't... That, most people have probably seen what I'm talking about. But Troy Deeney, I, I'm amazed that TalkSport Breakfast is on the show. It, it's really weird, isn't it? Because he's still playing. And I suppose he's got to go to training. So part of me thinks... I mean, I suppose there's no point in it, but 5am, why is he doing that? But I just found it really uncomfortable, uh, his interview and explanation. To be fair to TalkSport, he's on there as a co-presenter, so he's going to get asked, but I just, there's obviously something proper went on uh, behind the scenes. But Troy Deeney, not to come on and on, Matt, you kind of said, and I, you WhatsApp group, well, I think he carried an injury, but no way. They, they were losing for a long time. He, if there's anything about his own, but I just didn't like, he's an employee of Watford. He's their club captain. I didn't like how he just kind of, he is an honest guy and I do like him, but I just didn't, he just want for public consumption, I didn't think, and that as well. And the fact that, obviously, the manager went and, I don't know, I just thought Dean had come across really poor and, and that as well. But he would say, well, I'm just being honest. And does he really know why he didn't play on Saturday and stuff? Because like what did he score? Four goals in the last five games. It was such a bizarre incident, but just... Grimsby I mean, have scored, Pos- uh, Grimsby have scored, Cosy, so you might want to put that back on soon. <laughs> Get it back on. <laughs> <Hope they're laughs> but, yeah, I think and they had five different managers in the last month, year or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it's a crazy amount, yeah. Yeah, it's just really weird, but I just didn't like that, and I thought that showed a few little issues to me. I mean, they've just got a, a Spaniard straight in. The, the random out there with their managers, Watford, but I just, I don't know, I just I just didn't like the fact that he's coming on. He's an employee of the club and he's basically <laughs> kind of giving his manager some jip. I just thought it was just a, such a bizarre... He, he tried to say as much as he could without going over, but he, he said something like, it seemed a communication-based issue with me where he was having a massage or something and the manager wanted to see him. So he turned up 10 minutes late and then the manager obviously spat his dummy out about it and wouldn't speak to him and he found himself on the bench from it. And and then he did, he did say after the game, actually, that he'd played a lot of games recently, so he didn't pick him or didn't start him because he'd just come back from injury and, and done it. But obviously there seems to be a bit more to it. You know, now he's been on TalkSport and uh, it seems the manager's communication skills might have gone against him a bit. So maybe that's why he's uh, he's now on the uh, on the dole, if you like. Although none of them are ever on the dole, are they? But that's why he's unemployed and, and, yeah. and there's a new man in. But I that mean, was quick, wasn't it, as well, the change? It was pretty much 
revolving door, wasn't it? We've said, haven't we, like early in a few pods, that Watford squad demands coming straight back. It's as simple as that. That's their objective. And the fact that he didn't even come on for 20, 25 minutes, 30 minutes. And yeah, there's uh, I mean, that Kapui, man, he was obviously good for us with his, his goal, but they were poor, weren't they? I, I just thought cleverly lost his shit, to be honest with you. He was so frustrated because Og did a job on him. And yeah, I suppose we can close the Watford game now. I just thought it was such a, I just didn't like it. I never liked people washing the dirty linen in public, to be honest. And thought Dean, uh, yeah, the trouble is he's on the show, they're going to ask him. And he, and he answered, but it would have unsavory situation. I just think it makes Watford look a bit amateur and, there's a lot of pressure on them. Let's see how they respond with this new guy. But I think I'm not so sure they'll uh, make it now, you know. Mm, depends on the new boss, doesn't it? So um, I'm aware that my uh, version of Zoom is going a bit local at the minute, so I may dip in and out uh, from time to time here. Um, so uh, moving on then to the January transfer window, Town announced a new signing after the game. So beating a top side in the league and then announcing a new signing. You know, good Saturdays. Uh, Brady, who... Um, Shit out of doing the pod, podcast tonight. Um, has uh, let's let's be honest, he he didn't really. He's too busy with work, but uh, he's done an article. So make sure you check that out uh, online. Um, he's done a little bit on Danny Grant. So uh, Danny Grant, to me, I quite like these signings. So I'm going to go to you, Sai, because you look rather interested in this. So um, Danny Grant, young player, Irish under 21, lots of pace, playing at a standard which is week two ish. I don't know. It's difficult to gauge, isn't it? Um, I quite like these types of signings because there's, there's there's a lot of upside to it and not a massive amount of downside. He's come in and if it fails, it fails. But if it if it hits off, then you've you've found a gem from nowhere. And uh, maybe it's the romantic side of me looking uh, looking back at Josh Caroma, you know, and all, all this. And but it seems to be a very similar sort of um, player in terms of a right footer that likes to play on the left, uh, a lot of speed, a little couple of tricks here and there. But he's he's obviously coming from a, a level which is below the championship. So it might take him a little while to get up to speed. But what do you think, Simon, of, of this signing? Are you excited um, or do you just think it's a wait-and-see job? Uh, somewhere in the middle, I think, in honest, Matt. Um, forgive me for shaking the question. I think you're right to say there's no risk associated with bringing him in. Um, if it doesn't work, presumably we don't lose particularly much from it. Um, I think I'm right in saying he was quite well coveted. There were a few clubs interested in his uh, signature. So the fact that we've won out there and, and potentially beat some some other kind of championship or, or league club, club ones is is pleasing and, and kind of Millwall were one of them and Barnsley. Hull, yeah, I had Hull were interested, obviously they're league below yeah, as well. Millwall but, and I think sure Barnsley. Um, but uh, but yeah, it kind of I guess best way to see. I think for me, try not to look at this window in um, with kind of one transfer in isolation. Really, I think it. Danny Grant is the only one that comes in this window, then for me, it makes it slightly more of a, an anticlimax. Um, uh, and I think then there'll be kind of greater expectations of him in, in the short term. On the flip side of that, if Danny Grant is a one of three or four incomings this window and quite a bit of activity, then that makes me more excited and arguably kind of takes the pressure off him a little bit. He can go play in the B team, maybe a couple of substitute appearances, FA Cup, et cetera, this season. Um, and then next season kind of be when he, when he comes to the fore, really. So um, for me, don't want to look at it too much in, in kind of isolation. It's, it's about the January window as a bigger picture, but um, definitely feels like a good bit of, bit of business with, with no risk associated with it. And 
as I say, kind of good to win out against some other clubs as well. Mm, what do you reckon, guys? Pause, cause uh, the rhyming duo of, there. I think it's probably one of those that's come in and uh, on paper potentially being a B team to ask player. Um, one of those that we might look at to bed in over, you know, the course of the season, as we've said about youth team players, you know, 10, 15 games to go if we're looking comfortably safe, then you might you might get a run. Um, you know, we had the old five strikers jive, we've now got six, so competition for place is hot enough, although, you know, five winger, of the, winger four, four of the five don't really feature at all, apart from Campbell these days. So, you know, he might get his chance, all it takes is a knock for Fraser Campbell now, and suddenly, he's, you know, he might, might be knocking on door. Is a, well, it's Keen Harrett, isn't there, so... Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Cozzy, what's your favourite away day? Matt, it's got to be the city ground at Nottingham. Just old school stadium, you're right near the pitch, great atmosphere. But there's nothing like playing at home. Same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. I think he's a left-sided that likes to cut in, but, you know, there's... Like Karoma, they reckon Karoma can play up front as well, so maybe Danny Grant can can do it, but it's well, an interesting. If he's half as good as the other Grant that we had, you played that <laughs> similar position, then, you know, brilliant. And I think it's nice that we've looked somewhere else, because I can't remember many signings coming from, from you know, that sort of region. We seem to have moved away from where we were looking in that disastrous summer, you know, the sort of French... Um, French area um, so it's nice to, to know Sai says that we've beat up other clubs it shows that we've, we must be doing something right behind the scenes And but you know good luck to him we don't know much about him obviously playing you know where he's played it's not the most publicised league in the world but his brother certainly seemed pretty buzzing by it judging by his um, tweets and stuff like that I think he's We've got a fan out of it at least, going on what yeah. his brother was saying on Twitter. His brother so, were well up for it, weren't he? And his mum. You know, if, he, if he's out <laughs> there, get in touch, mate. We'll get you in Cowshade rocking it. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, he's one of those. I think you don't know, do you? Because you, you can look at these YouTube highlights and highlight videos all you want, but mm. until you actually see him for 90 minutes, you know, on a regular yeah, the, basis, you're not going to know. The reputation from Ireland seems quite good from the, the journos over there yeah. as well, which which is always how which is always warming. But Cosy, the, the question I think everybody will want to know is, does he fill that grant-shaped hole in your heart? Interesting, mate. I think because there's no pressure on the guy now with, God, I don't want to like sell his demise down the table, but we're, we're comfy, aren't we? We're well above the dotted line now. No pressure. Yeah, you'd think maybe like a Chroma, you know, big reputation kind of at the level that he played. Can he come in and make an instant impact? Obviously, Chroma took a while and a few loans and that to do it, but... Why not? I mean, there is there's no pressure on him to come on now and you know, like to he has to score the goals to keep us up or to get the top six. It'll be interesting to see it's a shame we're not in the in the ground because I can probably see some fans thinking, oh, typical kind of town signing, a cheap project player and what have you. And we're not really going for there's no ambition, we're not we're not pushing for that top six, but 
It's a sign, like you said, Matt, I mean, I don't know that much about him, but reading what people are saying, it seems to be a bit better than your normal kind of uh, kind of obscure player that, that you pluck out of that as well. Just listen to people. Oh, in hand. Yeah, it sounds like as well a guy who can play all over the shop as well in uh, different positions, which when you think a lot of our players now, we don't really have many in set positions, do we? Everyone just seems no. to be, move all over the place. So he does fit uh, the bill there. And like you said, Paul's his uh, brother and his, his family seem to be really up for it. So there can't be any expectations for him to come in. And But I, 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 I'm really hopeful that he'll be, you know, back end of the season getting games, you know, because... When you're scoring goals, I know it's you know Irish level, and I don't know anything about Irish football to be honest with you. But the people that do are really speak really highly of him. So you do hope this season he could maybe make a bit of an impact. But if he does, it will be a bonus for sure. That's right. So uh, just on the Grant thing, Danny Grant, I think we're all looking forward. So we'll all wish Danny Grant the very best of luck coming over here, settling over here. And if his mum ever wants to send any of those cakes across to us, we'll be more than happy to receive some of those <laughs> as well. And if his brother fancies a good sing song and a, a pint and what have you, when um, we're allowed back in the stadium, Pozzer and Cozzy are your man and uh, or men, if you like, and uh, they'll show you the the, the good signs of or the good sights of uh, of Huddersfield. Can and we uh, yeah, we can't take him to a gas club, innit? But you know, and gas club, magic rock. rock. <laughs> And yeah. unlock the borders and that they can't even get over. Is, is he well, we're, talk, we're talking. <laughs> we're talking when 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 everything goes back to normal. Hopefully, oh, no, we want be. him to play, don't we? We need to get him over here. How we get him? He's over. He's over. He's, he's over. Yeah, he's, he's over. over. He's good. over already, and he's training. Yeah, don't worry. Yes. I'm going to write so. to Boris and demand <laughs> special dispensation. Yeah, I think the main team play tomorrow. Don't they? I think we're recording this on well, we're Tuesday night, and I, I think second, yeah. we've got a game tomorrow. So, um. Interesting to see if he plays then. Might be a few clips. I don't think he can. I think you still need international clearance to play in those games. I think the clearance still needs to come through before you're allowed to play them. But I don't know. You might be able to play him as a trialist, actually. So potentially it could play as a trialist, but not as a registered player. So if it says trialist on there, it may be that he, he plays, but we'll see. It'd be interesting. Good point, size. That will... Uh, We'll keep an eye peeled for for that one. So, it seems whether it's two that whether it's 2019 or 2020, we can't keep Lincoln out of the news. We've been linked with a Brazilian striker, Lincoln Correa dos Santos. Um, a little bit about him: uh, three goals in seven games for the Brazil under 17s, three goals in nine for Brazil under 20s, uh, 49 appearances across multiple competitions for Flamengo, uh, one of the biggest clubs in Brazil, a huge club with huge pressure. Um, it seems he seems to have been hung out a little bit lately, and it uh, looks like he's maybe looking to kickstart a promising career that had Barcelona, Real Madrid, and a few others. Man United sniffing at the age of sixteen, but a lot of kids, a lot of players get looked at at that age. Uh, firstly, I thought what's worthwhile doing is visiting the rules because as of January first, uh, Brexit has brought in some new rules, um, which some people may or may not be aware of. I had a look at them, and they are quite complicated. So. Um, I will just highlight a couple of little bits and bats here. Uh, right, okay, so, me, well yeah, so there is, <laughs> it's a good for me as well. I couldn't do anymore. Uh, so there's a new points, new points based system uh, that's going to be in from January 1st. So uh, from now on, uh, you'll need to hit a threshold of 15 points if you are going to sign a player. So Iting, we'll take Carol Iting as an example because he's, he's playing for Huddersfield Town at the moment. So, Carol Iting will get 10 points for playing in the Era Division last year for uh, Ajax. So because that's a, a top league, a top team, uh, he will uh, gain 10 points. He'll gain a further five points because Ajax won the league. 
in that division, whilst also uh, additional points for minutes he played. If he's played in the Champions League, that gets classed as a band one competition. So your competitions are now split into band one, two, three, four, five going down. You know how good the league is. So the Premier League is band one, the Champions League band one, etc. And championship is sort of, you know, band three or four, somewhere down there. Um, so Carol Iting would qualify under the new rules. He would get the 15 points that you need. Um, but you know who wouldn't qualify? You all look at me blank. Pippa. Pippa would not qualify. Uh, despite being a Spanish under 21, under the new rules, we would not be able to sign him because he wouldn't meet the 15-point threshold. According to Yorkshire Live, this is. So uh, if anyone wants to correct me, that's uh, you're more than welcome to do so. Um, so, yeah, so the, like I say, the criteria is based on the competition standard, uh, the play and how many appearances, etc. international, intercontinental comps, uh, like the Copa Libertadores also counts. So if we look at Lincoln, uh, the Brazilian striker, uh, he is playing in Serie A of Brazil. So it's very similar to Italy, but it's called uh, Serie A. Uh, and he's played a, a number of games. Uh, Serie A is in qualifying band three. Uh, so what you get, uh, but he's also playing in the Copa Libertadores, which is band one. So this is where you kind of start accumulating and adding points together. Uh, he's played in the Copa Libertadores, which is 10 points because it's in band one. And then you get, I think it's eight points for band three. So that's 18 points already. So he's gone over the 15-point threshold. Uh, that's if you go by last season. If it's this season, uh, I think it's seven points. And it also depends how far Flamengo went in the competition. So because they won it last year, it would be 10 points. Because they got to the last 16 this year, it's around seven points. So either way, Lincoln can get a work permit. He can play for Huddersfield Town. So that's not a worry. So that won't get scuppered at that end. Um it's, it's really interesting. You look through this and um, you can now see that potentially because of the competitions over in South America, uh, it was mentioned by uh, the head of uh, Huddersfield Town's recruitment for the academy, whose name escapes me. I think it's Lee Meller uh, mentioned South America would be uh, a route that Huddersfield Town may start to look at as well. Um, and it seems, Cosy, that your uh, your style of Brazilian dancing may be seen more on the, uh, the pitch at at Huddersfield rather than just in confined into your flat over there. Um, so what we may see now is a, is a complete shift from all clubs uh, because Bundesliga 2, La Liga 2, which were areas of interest for not only Huddersfield Town, but many championship sides, it's now almost impossible to now bring players in from that level because the point system's too low. So they would need to be internationals if they were. And they would need to play for uh, for international teams that are quite ranked highly because the lower the rank is, the less points you'll get. So it's it's quite a convoluted and long approach. Um, it's been done and put together by the top six, as you would imagine. So it mo- mostly benefits uh, people with with money. Um, and who knows? It looks like a lot of English clubs could be like Shaq to Donetsk in future. You know, with uh, seven or eight Brazilians, you know, in their side. So. Um, what, I tell I you what, Matt, we, uh, we struggle to send a bloody fax to buy uh, Aaron's. <laughs> yeah. How the hell Roland the Aaron's, yeah. team are going to work through all that on a regular basis is beyond me. Yeah, so Ireland <laughs> has a special status with the UK anyway. So bringing players in from Ireland's unaffected, even though Ireland's in the EU and we won't be. There's still that uh, special uh, agreement. So that's fine. So there you go, guys. I've, I'm going to stop talking about that. What do you guys think of that? And um you can see there's a lot of questions that'll come out of that, how teams will look to recruit from now on, the transfers, and it's going to send things a little bit crazy, don't you think? Si, you've got a really bemused face on, so I'm going to go to you first. <laughs> yeah, I mean, to be honest, Matt, you just took all the words right out of my mouth. Kind of, I, had, I had all that prepared beforehand, so I'm um, really, <laughs> really gutted, Matt, that you've uh, stolen my thunder there. 
Sorry, I mean, where to start? Where to start? Um, the point you make about kind of La Liga two and, and kind of um, second division of the, of the kind of German football as well. Um, I think that's a really interesting point, and, and presumably someone at some times going to have to intervene there and, and change that because that doesn't feel a fair and logical approach. But whether or not they do so and, and how long that takes, I guess, remains to be seen. Um, but we and a lot of clubs have had a lot of success kind of from, from both those leagues um, and players as well. So it feels unfair to disadvantage them in, in that regard, I guess. To come on to the, the South America route and, and kind of Lincoln in particular, I've never heard the guy. I'm not going to lie. He's no a football manager wonder is. kid, Simon. How have you not heard of him? Is he really? <laughs> I think so. Um, yeah. I mean, it, yeah. why not? Why not? We need a striker. Let's take a punt. Um, interesting to see how we go. Could be as good or as bad as, as anyone we've had previously. But um, it sounds like there's kind of lots of rules there and, and kind of, um, I think, yeah, a lot, a lot that I wasn't aware of anyway. So um, probably need a bit more time to digest it all. Cosy, you are old enough to remember a certain uh, Malcolm McDonald, are you not? Oh, that Zico managed Huddersfield Town. Remember him? Zico. Zico. I do, but he was, he was tied on, mate. <laughs> Can you remember... What I was going to ask you though, mate, can you remember a famous quote from Malcolm McDonald when he first joined Huddersfield Town? Do you remember what he said in one of his first press conferences? Yeah. And it's used as a bit of a stick to beat him with ever since because he he came in under under you know he swept in, didn't he? This is a little bit before my time, but I've had to so I've had to do some reading. He swept in, and one of the first quotes that uh, Malcolm McDonald said was, "I will have Brazilians playing for Huddersfield Town Football Club," and it got everybody excited, everybody going crazy. And uh, do you know how many Brazilians we've had play for Huddersfield Town since Malcolm McDonald said that back in, what was it, 1987? 89, 87 or something, 30 odd years ago, isn't it? Plus. Yeah, how many Brazilians have we had since? One. None. I don't think we've had one, unless you can name him. Well, that's Eco guy, wasn't he? Uh... He was Thai. Well, they're Thai and that. <laughs> it's you know what's Thailand, interesting yeah. for me, though? It's, uh, I, again, striker. Well, it's only rumours, isn't it? You know, Lincoln, but striker, Grant. Striker, well, we have five strikers. I just think it's really odd. <laughs> you know, if we that's just nonsense, really. I think with what's happening since it's uh, you know, proven that we're after these kind of uh, guys, but yeah, it's again, it's similar to Grant, probably less so to be honest. With you. If it comes off, then it's a bonus, and let's see where it goes. But it's it's just good to see us at last a couple of names, obviously, one signed, one rumored. You know, we, we kind of seem to be a bit quiet on the transfer front. We know, you know, Rolando will be coming in in January and that as well. It'd be really, really good. So it's, uh, yeah, it's interesting. But yeah, obviously we're in Daily Mail. So it's uh, got to it be feels, true. It feels sexy though, doesn't it? Been linked with Brazilians rather than been linked with some bloke from Perth or something. Not You know, Perth, Scotland, not Australia. No offence to, you know, Scotland and, and my wife who's from those fair lands, if you like. But it just feels a bit more... Um, Exciting. Pause. Are you back in the conversation now? Are you back in the room? I am. Um, you might see me twice. Just hang on a sec. There's only one. I do see you twice. Right, there's two. I know. He's ruining, ruining my, uh, ruining my editing for later, isn't he? <laughs> so, <laughs> Here, he Here he comes back now. He's... Here he is. Trouble causer. Hey. <laughs> yeah. He's on the dance floor. <laughs> right, pause. What are you making then? Brazilian, sexy or um, worrying or, or what? What's your feeling on the um, on the links with Brazilian striker uh, Lincoln? 
it's something different, isn't it? Like you say, who knows? Um, I've there were a, a thing on Twitter that were um, posted earlier um, from some South American, I think it was South American journalist or um, someone out, someone out there anywhere that. Um, we had some interesting comments flying in. We had to obviously translate them, so it's not, not as exact, is it? But I've seen some fellow were buying a submarine to, to drive him over. That made me laugh, yeah. Uh, but that made me chuckle. Um, so it seems to be quite a controversial character because some of the tweets were filled with quite a lot of hatred, to be honest. I think I think you might explain that it would be because he missed a, a chance against Liverpool in World Club Championships. Yeah, if you look at some of them, they, get, they bang on about England and Liverpool and then some of the comments go on about missing the chance against Liverpool. And uh, when you watch the World Club highlights between Liverpool and um, and Flamengo, he, he misses a chance. It's not it's not a give, It's not an absolute gimme or anything. It's And when you watch the highlights, Liverpool battered them as well. So it really should have been 5-0, 5-1, but the... They seem to um, be a little bit angry about him for missing this, um, what you would call a half chance in extra time. But, you know, the. It seems a really weird, you know, face of it. If someone just came up to you randomly and said, you know, we're going to sign someone from South America, you'd think, Are you, have you gone mad? But bear in mind what you've just said about all the, the changes due to Brexit and the point system. If that's an area where we can bring players in from, mm-hmm. you know, fair play. It's, a, it's renowned for producing decent footballers and some. Um, or quite a lot out there would probably see it as a way into um, getting into somewhere probably higher up the pyramid you know you make a name for yourself in, in England even at championship level and all of a sudden it seems to open up a lot more options I think yeah. a lot of foreign players once they come to England tend to stay in England you know you look at some of our uh, team like you know like your Kachungas and stuff like that you know moved, moved on within within England whereas if he'd have never come to town, would Sheffield Wednesday you know, looked at him when he were, you know, back where he was before? And I think some players will see it as a stepping stone and a gateway into into Europe, coming into Championship uh, level clubs and and stuff like that. But I think it'd probably be a bit of a culture shock. I mean, Rio de Janeiro is it? Hey, right? mate, if if Pippa says Huddersfield is better than Barcelona, then these Brazilians will love it here. I'm telling you. Maybe you can bring some Samba Beach babes to do some. Uh, Beach football at half time instead of dizzy penalties. I don't know. That'd be interesting, wouldn't it? But um, maybe you could combine them both. Yeah, that'd be quite good. Yeah, dizzy beach babes. Oh, there you go, Rambo. That's one for you. Um, but yeah, it's nice to see that we're thinking outside the box and, and doing it early as well. You know, if that's you know, if we're looking to bring them in now before this rule sort of comes in, then you know, fair play to the scouting network. I know they've come in for a hell of a lot of criticism, um, and rightly so, um, in not too distant past. But they seem to be booking their ideas up. You, you look at players we've brought in this season and you know now looking at Grant and, and this Lincoln fellow, they seem to be sort of changing tact a little bit and you know fair play to them if they are. But yeah, exciting. It's not obviously not nailed on and stuff like that, but they are there is quite a lot of rumours and I can't see a random rumour like that starting if there isn't any substance to it. So it'll be interesting to see what happens over the next you know, three or four weeks. Yeah, so looking at the window now I'm I'm in a position where I look at what Carlos is doing. I think the squad's a, a tiny bit light. It lacks a striker. You know, at the minute you would you would look and say maybe we might need a centre back on loan because Schindler and Stearman and Elphick and uh Critchlow, I don't I don't know what the status is on him. He played last week, didn't he? But I don't know how fit he is. So we've got three out for a couple of months. So you might look for a, a more a one, two month loan if possible. Uh maybe a young a young defender, you know, someone who you can, you know, drop in and out, you know, who a Premier League team might be happy with you dropping in and out because Bearing in mind as well, Chelsea, who loan a lot of young players to Vitesse Arnhem, et cetera, et cetera, now no longer can loan these players out. So 
all of a sudden there'll be a big cluster of English clubs going, excuse me, can I have so-and-so on loan? And I think we might see uh, your Man City's, your Chelsea's now having to use uh, English clubs or maybe Scottish clubs uh, to to uh, to farm their loanees out. And obviously Chelsea, you know, when they loan players out, there's a premium that comes with that as well. Uh, so maybe there's centre-back we can have. Uh, in terms of upheaval, I don't want to see too much. I want to see Carlos working on it with the, the nucleus, but I just want to see, I do want to see a new striker. I think we want light. Uh, Rolando Arins, uh, we're not, I think he's training with us possibly. I saw, I read somewhere, or he's, or he's staying over here or something. Uh, I read, I think it might have been the examiner, might have been uh, in that one, uh, might maybe not. But uh, I, I don't really want to see more than that, to be honest. I don't really want to see an upheaval, especially when you're trying to embed or embed, if you like, a, a new philosophy. I think sort of, a big upheaval in the mid in mid season might just throw that out a little bit. So just one or two, you know, two or three for me, uh, bed them in and then uh, get the big earn. If we can get some of the big earners away, you know, um, whose, whose contracts are up at the end of the season, you know, you're looking potentially, I, I'm not really going to name them to be honest. Everyone knows who they are. There's no need to sort of go through them and, and, uh, and, and, and label them, but, you know, get rid of these if they can in Jan, if not off the go in the summer, and then in the summers, you real rebuild, you know, your real test. And that's when your new markets, your new South American route, et cetera, really comes to the fore. And uh, and I think that's when maybe we might get excited, especially if Carlos uh, is excited about one or two of the players as well. So uh, what, get, what do you guys think about that? Yeah, just, uh, you know, it's just good. I think the pressure's off us a little bit with this decent run that we're having. And so I think anything, you know, at the moment is going to be viewed optimistically where I think, if we'd have been, you know, struggling, that's not to say we, we might not slide back down. It'd have been, oh, you know, typical Phil not getting his hand in his pocket, guy for a mile and blah, blah. So I think, uh, yeah, it's interesting. But back in the day, I think when Dean Oil, uh, I don't know, stuff used to kind of come out a little bit more, didn't it? We seem to know, he always kind of let us have a few names, did Dean, didn't he, uh, mm. at times? But so I think this it's been interesting how these have come about, really, because... Yeah, obviously Grant were talked about, I think about a week before, and then obviously signed and, you know, Lincoln will be interesting as well. But yeah, let's just wait and see uh, what happens, Matt. But I think, you know, Aaron's, yeah, it's just more firepower, really. I think that's what's quite amazing, mm-hmm. really. Elfie out, Stearman out. But yeah, you know, we seem to be kind of doing well at the back, don't we, as, as well? And yeah. uh, the strikers, we're not at it all his own way with injuries, so it's only going to help and... You know, maybe we might get. I'm still optimistic that we're going to get, you know, Grant on that pitch, you know, sometime in the uh, the spring, and let's see what it can do. But no, it's good. I'm really feeling it at the moment for the other sealed town, and uh, I'm chuffed because that Bournemouth game had mitigating circumstances, but we've knocked over a good team. So we mm. Coventry, we should have won if and Benzer had pulled it back, etc. So yeah, onwards uh, to Oakwell. Sadly, from the sofas again, eh? Yeah, that that definitely, as like Simon says, that definitely would have been a belting game to be at. Last year, there was I think there was four or five thousand away fans, and the queues for the train station were a nightmare, and the game was atrocious. We were absolutely abysmal, and we've oh, thrown Brian's some absolute though. stinkers at Barnsley down the years. Oh, Brian, that was a wonderful goal, that. Yeah. Uh, but we've, we, yeah, we've thrown in some stinkers. I remember the four. Do you remember the four-two back in the, the Steve Bruce season as well, where yeah. we went there and Kemon Cow scored, and Marcus Cowell, Stewart scored yeah. an amazing yeah. little. Little chip. That's a good time. So again, we'll go back to uh, Effoli. I remember we'll just uh, motion. Yeah, go uh, back to uh, yeah. Sorry, guys. I'm having a, a few Zoom issues as usual. Can you guys hear me? Okay. 
Yeah, that's what you get when you live in Leeds, mate. You get punished by a, by above. <laughs> oh, stop now with that as well. Oh, it's, it's like Max Edrew. <laughs> Stuttering, man. Yeah. Can you yeah, still I get, I, get the... I don't yeah, think I'm here. Are you guys there? Yeah. Fantastic. Fantastic. Chesty net. That's what I'm going to call it. Christmas so maybe it's as, it's as angry as those old Leeds TV brunch on uh, on Sunday. That was uh, some good viewing anyway. Uh, so HTFC Dreams has said, uh, if there was bids for our players, who do you think would have bids and how much? Uh, anyone want to feel this one? Pause is eating, so I'm, I'm, I'm tempted to just go for pause, but, you know, we'll go with Simon. Yeah, um, I mean, there were some rumours around Burnley being linked to a bright start of the season that didn't materialise, possibly because of his injury at the time. I think the Burnley squad is, is a little bit light. So maybe they come back in for him. I'm not too sure. He hasn't been in great form. I don't think he's hit the heights of last season. We mentioned that before. Um, I think in Benzer, as good as he has been, um, probably still got kind of a, a lot to prove um, from where, where he has been. And can't really see anyone coming in for him. So, yeah, I think it's unlikely in truth. Um, I don't think any of our players will be particularly sought after. The only one I think I'd be maybe open to offloading, um, so it was a couple actually, but one would perhaps be Bakuna. I think he was linked with Rangers in the summer. Um, I think I'm right in saying Matt is out of contract in the summer as well. So, um, potentially, if they came back in for him, maybe there's a deal to there. But um, I think to your point, I think kind of. Um, there might be a couple more incomings rather than outgoings, but but perhaps not too much change this window. Yeah, I don't probably, think, probably agree. I don't know, to be fair, guys, I don't think many many clubs will be spending big in January given you know, current situation. And I know it's August next year, isn't it, when next season starts, but where things are going at the minute, you don't even know what's going to be happening then. So I think it'll be one where, you know, clubs stick with what they've got. And it's a good chance for managers to prove the worth in it, you know work with what you've got and, and see where you get get to kind of thing. Um, and then if things are looking up, then summer, I think we'll be, we'll be busy. Mm, it, it Dreams also mentions Reese Brown's future as well, but it, it's Ooh. a strange one that because with Reese Brown, yeah, with, Ooh. I thought under Carlos, he might be given well, an opportunity, yeah. but it's, it seems that Reese Brown doesn't have any future at Huddersfield, which, which does seem a, a, a shame, but, but there we go. Um, yeah, so uh, we'll move on a little bit from there. Going back to the YouTube comments, uh, I threw that out there about what the guys thought on on Lincoln and those rumours. And, and Pete Collins uh, mentions the Brazilians are going to be attracted by the bright lights of Dewsbury. Now there's a thought, isn't it? So, <laughs> uh, yeah, so, um, right, okay. So uh, whoever signed Pippa before January deserves some praise as well. That's strange. And then a couple are saying it's a strange one, but uh, it looks like... Uh, with it being harder to sign players in Europe, uh, that will be interesting. Uh, yes, so uh, just a couple more things before we uh, before we start to wrap up. Uh, I did a, a, a charity quiz with uh, Mr. Chicken and uh, uh, Cameron Pope as well uh, for the uh, Fans for Foundation, uh, HTFC Foundation. Um, it's £3 to listen to it and all money goes to uh, the Town Foundation. Apologies that you have to pay to listen to me, but the way that people should look at it is it's for a charitable cause and uh, not just to hear me waffle along. Uh, so there's a couple of things in there. We look at 2020 uh, in a review and there's a little quiz in there as well. And, you know, people can see if they would get the uh, the questions right. And there's a, a, guest, uh, a guest question master as well, which uh, I was delighted to see. Uh, 
so yeah go out there and get that and i'll put a link in uh, in this uh, in the bio in uh, in the youtube channel as well so how you can get that as well uh, another thing as well, guys, Huddersfield Town women having an absolutely outstanding season. Uh, Jordan Wimpany there, the uh, new manager this season, is doing a great job. Uh, six points clear and eight wins in a row. Uh, Brady uh, was uh, was tweeting madly about that the weekend as well. And uh, they're definitely on my list to go down and see them as well. They're, they're playing some great football. I've watched the highlights and uh, got a really good side there. And, and hopefully we might be able to do another interview with them at, at some point or, or one of the players because... Um, I think uh, Huddersfield fans have got two decent sides to watch at the minute, the men's and women's. So um, it's all looking good from from both at the minute. And uh, hopefully the women can get promoted at the end of this season and then new doors will open and that'll be uh, quite exciting. So they play down at the, the Stafflex Arena, as it's called, um, which is it's just such a great... Uh, have you guys seen it? It's such a great setting with the, the yeah, viaducts going in the background. Sandwiches. It's amazing. Good it's <laughs> all the important stuff, Cosa. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> Talking about important stuff, it's Christmas Day. So I asked a tweet, I sent a tweet out this morning. If Odysseal Town, if you could buy Odysseal Town a Christmas present, what would it be? We had some great replies. From Fazley Terrier said, a lifetime supply of cream chinos for Carlos. <laughs> Cam Fry, no more tears. I think we'd all agree on that. Jody Calvert, similar theme there, faithful fans back. Uh, Eddie Batley, Andy Booth reincarnated with lightning pace. <laughs> Devon Terrier, our own stadium, not mismanaged by KSDL and not shared with Fartown Exchanges or whatever they're called these days. Ooh. Essex Terrier, tier one, and fans back in the ground on 1st of Jan 2021. Nice. Uh, James, uh, a time machine with room for all the fans so we could go back and see it all one more time, even if just to confirm it that it did really happen. Viv Watson, Michael Effery's dressing gown, Gaza's fishing rod and a cooked chicken. Should be. <laughs> <laughs> Doug Barnett, a community facility that fans could use and bring them closer to the club. It would improve togetherness and atmosphere. Oh, wait, we used to have one of those and it went out with a promotion party leftovers. Uh, Andy, uh, up here, it's a statue of Sue Beaumont, 27 years town ticket office manager, now retired. Legend. Should be given a live season ticket as a thank you. Yeah, she's uh, class. Andrew Brown, a bag of hamstrings. <laughs> <laughs> just for Danny Ward. Yeah, just sweet. Nick Hood, Luke Beckett. But <laughs> we're getting to the best. We're getting to the best. Uh, Graham Mears put, definitely by Diacabi a first touch to when Neil <laughs> replied, what about the second, third and the fourth? But I'm afraid the, the winner is Graham Rain. It's sensational. I'd buy a Mukhtar Diacabi from Valencia. Make sure the receipt said Diacabi. And return a dharma to them next week for a refund. A classic <laughs> switcher room solving two problems at once. Merry <laughs> Christmas, you filthy animals. <laughs> oh, I did that as well. I'll tell you what I'd buy on Silt Town. Some new records. God, we always play the same stuff, don't we, and that as well, but it's... Uh... Uh, Jim Vigan, fuck off, something. It always used to be advertised, I always remember. <laughs> yeah. Now 42, 43 or whatever. Hi guys, I've I've just got three three last tweets to get through, uh, and we'll do that. So I I would like to see uh, personally for a Christmas present, I'd love to see the uh, the cream chinos become part of the uh, the uniform of the the coaches. It would be amazing to see them all there. You know, Jorge, Chicho, and uh, Danny Schofield all stood there in cream chinos and New Balance. Uh, that would be uh, that would be good. And maybe we could get a sponsorship with New Balance. Maybe that's uh, something the club can look forward to. Uh, Levi's and New Balance going forward. So that would be pretty decent. 
Um, Andy K says, I want to know the panel's preference if they're considering rocking a pair of cream white chinos and I return to the ground sometime in 2022. Mate, if I can find a decent pair of chinos, I think I might have to uh, have a dabble. What about you guys? No, I'm not a fan of the cream chinos. I'm a strictly denim man. Uh, Is it for down. the spillages, Pause. Is that the problem? <laughs> yeah, because can't get red sauce out of chinos. <laughs> There's got to be something around everyone wearing them in the last game, hasn't there? The South Stand been full the last game of the season. All, been well. All in chinos. All waving chinos around the head like a scarf. That'd be amazing to see, I think. Uh, pause, make it happen. Or maybe you could have a big flag with chinos on or something. Trust the chinos by Harry Toffolo, something like <laughs> Imagine that. Imagine walking into Gasper um, with a pair of chinos on. I just... I'd <laughs> with pleats. God, I'd have <laughs> to think what would happen there. That's if it's still open. Please reopen. Anyway, yeah, yeah. any pub, really. Um, <laughs> Bentley at Chroma Samed says, uh, while we're feeling a bit positive, what chance do you want to hear for some of the new players? Uh, he says, Mancherona, Josh Karoma, which uh, Ollie Fisher says, that's a big no, by the way, Paz. Uh, Feelys Nabisar, here come the hot stepper for Benza. Um, what are you guys thinking? I, I saw Danny Grant's chant. I reckon that's going to be one that's going to be rinsed. Vooly voo, isn't it? Vooly voo. Uh-huh. Well, that, I think that works quite well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love it. I was thinking a chance because you can plan them something <laughs> you plan for players and you think they're great and they don't take off and then something that you think are absolutely atrocious take off. It's mm-hmm. it, they need to start to be a little bit organic and sometimes yeah. someone can just beam something out and everyone's like, Oh yeah, that's a great chance and it goes and you know, so it's one of them. It's really hard to sort of think, oh, we'll definitely sing this for for so and so. But you know, there's quite a lot of new players and by the time we're back it could be a, you know, even more isn't Feliz it? Nabisa. Feliz Nabisa. I'm singing it, mate. <laughs> It's happening. <laughs> I want to wish you a Merry Christmas. Police, Nabisa. <laughs> Get me back in that ground. I'm going to peep my head through. Uh, We're playing Blackbird. I'm just going to stay under that fence, you know, just that bit where you can see South Stand where that old wheelbarrows are and that. Just shout that. Get myself an I follow. Come on. Up the piracy. Down the I follow. You, you and Rambo, eh? And the final question is Andy Shooter, and he says, will Cozzy ever get one of those big John Motson microphones? Matt, you took me, you, I had to get a microphone for you because you weren't happy with my sound quality. So anything's possible, Andy. And if <laughs> me and you can go to Gibraltar, look, and we never brought that vi- virus in, by the way, but anything can happen in the world, man. Yes, I'd prefer you with a sheepskin coat on, to be honest. I think that might be the winner for the podcast. But I think that's all we've got time for, isn't it? So thanks to uh, everyone online. Thanks to uh, thanks to the guys. Uh, remember, uh, thank you to Magic Rock for sponsoring us throughout 2020. We will be back next week with uh, a final podcast of the year as well. Uh, so thanks, guys, for for tuning in. Uh, and uh, also remember to uh, to try check out the uh, Fancer Foundation podcast as well. So Nabisa. Uh, Nabisa. There's a team that is dear to its followers The colours are bright, blue and white They're a team of renown They're the pride of the town And the game of football is their delight 
And all the while upon the field of play Thousands loudly cheer them on the way Often you can hear them say Who can beat the town today And then the bells will ring so merrily And every ghost shall be a memory So town play up And bring that cup Back to Huddersfield So town play up We'll bring the cup Back to Huddersfield Lads, what's your favourite 90th minute goal? Got to be Heffley against Leeds. A shot from Moy and sliding in at the death, Michael Heffley. Great finish to the game. Shared with my family, only made better by ordering McDonald's via McDelivery afterwards. Three points, McNugget share box, spot on. Order McDelivery now by the McDonald's app. You in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.